0: On this episode of Mixin' Some Magic, we're diving deep into the Haunted Mansion attraction at Disneyland. We'll discuss the history, storytelling, secrets, and hidden gems inside this spooky attraction. Hi! welcome thanks for being here i am so excited to share this episode with you but first let's talk a little disneyland news not much to share with you today except for the fact that disneyland raised ticket prices last week and disney is starting a 50 dollars kids ticket sale soon you may have heard about this but this sale is a big deal and i want to talk about it for a minute because I want you to be able to save money. So we're gonna talk about how you can still book your tickets at the old price and how you can combine that with the kids ticket sale to save the very most money. You can take advantage of both deals if you know how to do it. So I'm gonna tell you how you can do it. If you are visiting Disneyland between now and January 12th, 2025, you can still get your tickets at the old price if you book them by October 23rd through my travel partners at Getaway Today. By buying them now, you can save an extra $27 to $150 per ticket. That's huge. This is going to save my family of six, $900. So here are the details so you don't miss out. If you already bought your tickets through Getaway Today and paid in full, then you've already received the lowest price before the price increase. You already locked in your tickets at that lower price, so you don't need to do anything else. If you already have tickets but you want to upgrade to include Genie Plus, then you need to do that before October 23rd. This will save you money because Disneyland also raised the price of Genie Plus. So if you want to add Genie Plus to your current tickets that you have with Getaway Today, you can call them and do that. You will have to make new theme park reservations, so just make sure your dates are still available before calling Getaway Today to make the change. If you want to buy tickets at the old price to save money, but you don't know when you're going to be visiting, you're like... We're gonna go sometime in 2024, but I'm not sure when. That's totally fine. You can still get tickets. You're just going to need to enter a general date when you purchase them through Getaway Today. You're not held to this date though. The date that you enter will be the date that Getaway Today sends you reminders to make your theme park reservations, which are still required, but the date you're entered is not tied to your theme park reservation. So the dates you choose are flexible. Keep that in mind. Now, Getaway Today's tickets are the best. They're refundable, they have no blackout dates, and you can make theme park reservations 180 days in advance. They're really amazing. You can use the link in the description to book your vacation or call them at 855-GETAWAY to lock in your tickets today. Make sure you tell them and Some Magic sent you to get the very best deals. That is super important please use my link if you book online it doesn't cost you any extra but it gets you the best rates and it makes sure i get credit for the sale which really helps me out as a small content creator now let's talk about the disneyland kids ticket sale that conveniently begins after the ticket sales for the old ticket prices is over beginning october 24th for a limited time children ages three to nine can visit a disneyland resort theme park for as low as $50 per child with the purchase of this special park ticket. It's a one day, one park ticket. Kids tickets after the price increase are anywhere from $127 to $183 for a single day ticket without park hopper. So you're gonna be able to get that same ticket for $50. And I mean, I don't think I have to tell you that this is huge. This is a big, big deal. The catch is you must visit the parks between January 8th and March 10th, so there is a very small window where you can use this kid's ticket sale, but it is going to save you a ton of money. Now, if you wanted to upgrade to a multi-day ticket or Genie Plus, that can also be added, but that's going to raise the price of the ticket. Now, I want you to be able to take advantage of both great offers, even though they are not going to be offered at the same time. But if you have kids ages three to nine and you can make those travel dates work, I want you to be able to take advantage of both the old ticket prices and the kids sale that's happening today. And you can do this through Getaway Today. But in order to take advantage of both offers, you need a little bit of information. That's why I'm here. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to book your Disneyland vacation with Getaway Today before October 23rd. Book over the phone so you can talk to a person and make sure you tell them that Mixin's and Some Magic sent you. You're going to tell them that you want to separate your adult tickets from the kids' tickets so you can take advantage of the kids' ticket sale when it begins. Now, they're totally going to know what you're talking about. They're going to know what to do. And then, on October 24th, when the ticket sale begins, you're going to call Getaway Today back and tell them again that Makes Sense and Magic sent you and that you'd like to apply the ticket sale to your children's tickets. Then Getaway Today will refund you the difference. You're gonna save a ton of money by taking advantage of both ticket sales. If you don't ask them to separate your tickets, you can still call in and ask for the kids' ticket sale to be applied. But because of the way their system works with Disney, they're going to have to rerun all of your tickets because they're on the same little grouping. They're going to have to rerun that through the Disney system, and since prices have gone up, then you're going to have to pay the new adult prices for your adult tickets. So... You're still going to save some money. You're still going to get some of that money back from your kids' tickets, but then you're going to be paying more for the adults' tickets. So you're not going to save as much as if you had had Getaway Today separate the kids' tickets from the adults' tickets. Now, if you've already booked your tickets with Disneyland, then I'm so sorry. There's nothing you can do about that. Disneyland doesn't do refunds. Even if they have a sale, they don't care. You don't get to, like, call them back and be like, hey, I'd like to have the sale price. It doesn't work that way. It's one of the reasons I never book with Disney because I like to save money and when you book with Getaway Today, their tickets are always discounted off the gate price. They're a small family owned business and I love supporting small businesses. Plus, when you buy your tickets through Disney or Costco or Theme Park Frog, those are huge corporations and you're just helping to line the pockets of executives. But when you book through Getaway Today, you're helping support a small family owned business. Plus, because they're a small business, they're able to provide a level of customer service that the big companies just can't provide. You never have to wait long when you call them, which is so amazing and I appreciate so much because I have waited hours to talk to Disney's customer service. Now if you've already booked your vacation for later this year or next year with Getaway Today, you're probably wondering, can you still take advantage of both deals? Yes, if you've already booked your vacation, then you've locked in at the old ticket price, so you're good to go there, but you'll still be able to get a refund on the kids' ticket prices once that sale begins, but you are going to want to call Getaway Today at 1-855-GETAWAY, tell them Mixin' Some Magic sent you before October, October 23rd, and ask them to separate your kids' tickets. If you want to save even more, then you can combine the amazing ticket deals with a hotel that has a free night. Getaway Today has a bunch of hotels that offer free nights. I ran some numbers and with the tickets at the old price deal and a hotel with a free night, my family is gonna save $1,250. That's huge. You can find tons of great options using the Getaway Today link in the show description or you can just give them a call at 1-855-GETAWAY. Okay, that was a lot of info. If you have any questions, send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and I can totally help you out. Let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll dive into the haunted mansion. Don't go anywhere, you're listening to Mixin' Some Magic. Once upon a time, there was a spooky attraction at Disneyland called the Haunted Mansion. If you're like me, the Haunted Mansion is one of your very favorite attractions. Since it's almost Halloween, this is the perfect time of year to talk about it the history of the haunted mansion is pretty interesting the idea for the haunted mansion precedes disneyland before disneyland was even a twinkle in walt disney's eye he wanted to build some kind of park he planned to build it in a little area across from his studios in 1951, the first known illustration of the park was created. It showed a main street setting with green fields, a western village, a carnival, and at the top of a small hill overlooking this idyllic scene was a haunted mansion. Disney legend Harper Goff came up with the black and white sketch of a rundown manor perched on top of this hill that overlooked the main street. Well, Walt loved this sketch, and he assigned Imagineer Ken Anderson to create a story based on the picture. The little park across from the studios never materialized, but once Disney's dream turned into Disneyland, plans were made for a New Orleans land, which was originally planned to be located in a small transition area between Frontierland and Adventureland. Now, once Disneyland opened in 1955, Walt was already making plans to expand his park. A few weeks after Disneyland opened, New Orleans Square appeared on a souvenir map along with a Thieves Market, a Pirate Wax Museum, and a Haunted House walkthrough. The Haunted Mansion was originally intended to be a walkthrough attraction. Ken Anderson was determined to come up with the perfect facade for the Haunted Mansion. He researched New Orleans and old plantations and came up with a spooky manor house that was overgrown with weeds and had boarded up windows, doors full of bats, it was covered in cobwebs, and it was obviously very, very haunted. Ken proudly showed his creation to Walt, and much to his surprise, Walt hated it walt didn't like the idea of having something so run down in his beautiful park well while walt was visiting san jose california he went to visit the winchester mystery house if you've never taken time to look into the winchester mystery house you really should it's definitely worth your time walt was enthralled by the mansion and the stairs to nowhere it had elevators and doors that opened up to blank walls crooked staircases and a general sense of mystery and spookiness Walt loved it. So he went back to Anderson with his new ideas. Anderson took these ideas and started to come up with some new ideas for their Haunted Mansion. In 1961, pamphlets were given out at Disneyland's main entrance announcing that the Haunted Mansion would be opening in 1963. Well, we now know that the Haunted Mansion didn't actually end up opening until 1969, but we'll talk more about that later. Construction began and the exterior was finally completed. Disney and the Imagineers settled on a beautiful exterior to complement the rest of the park. The exterior is inspired by the Shipley-Lidecker house in Baltimore that was built in 1803. Walt is famous for saying that they would take care of the outside and keep it looking nice and that he would leave the ghosts and spooks to take care of the inside. Raleigh Crump was one of the Imagineers assigned to work on the Haunted Mansion. He began designing things like coffin clocks and melting candlestick men and mirrors with faces, man-eating plants, all kinds of spooky things that they were going to put in the new Haunted Mansion walkthrough attraction. They had plans to make a sort of entrance area that they were going to call the Museum of the Weird that would house all of this stuff. There were also plans underway for a restaurant that would be part of the Haunted Mansion, kind of like the Blue Bayou as part of Pirates, which I think would have been amazing. Can you imagine if we had a Haunted Mansion restaurant? Oh my goodness, that would be incredible. I'm kind of sad that that's one of the plans that didn't work out. We could have had all kinds of different dining rooms to eat in, kind of like they do at Be Our Guest in Disney World there could have been a ballroom dining room maybe a graveyard dining room an attic dining room oh i'm getting excited just thinking about it all the windows could have had that rainy stormy effect to make it seem like we were in the middle of a big storm all the waiters and waitresses would of course been in the haunted mansion uniforms oh man it's such a missed opportunity in my opinion well anyway Walt got Imagineers Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie to kind of move forward with his Museum of the Weird Idea, and he put them in charge of creating visual illusions for the attraction. And, of course, they were thrilled to death and set to work right away creating all kinds of illusions. They were eventually given an entire warehouse for their creations. The story goes that one evening they forgot to switch off the mechanics and all of their creations before calling it a day. The cleaning crew was not amused, and Crump explained, We got a call from the personnel saying that the janitors requested that we leave the lights on in there due to the creepiness of all the audio, animatronics, ghosts, and such. We complied and put motion sensors in the room that would extinguish the lights and turn on all the ghost effects when triggered. The next morning, we came in and found all the ghost effects still running and a broom lying in the center of the floor. Personnel called and said that the janitors would not be back. I love this story. Can you imagine being one of those janitors who walked into the dark warehouse and inadvertently trips the motion sensor and then all of a sudden you have all these things going off? It would be terrifying. I don't blame them. I wouldn't go back either. The Haunted Mansion Project got put on hold because of the World Fair in 1964. Then Walt Disney passed away in 1966. When Walt passed away, there was some confusion and disagreements about what the Haunted Mansion should ultimately become. Imagineer and Disney legend Claude Coates briefly developed a water ride version of the Haunted Mansion, in which guests would float through the ruins of an old plantation house partially submerged in a Louisiana bayou. That didn't work out, though. The two Imagineers put in charge of the new Haunted Mansion project were Mark Davis and Claude Coates, but they could not agree on whether the ride should be frightening or enjoyable. Claude wanted a scary adventure, while Mark thought the ride should be silly and fun. In the end, they ended up combining both of their ideas. The beginning is more of the spooky, scary stuff, and the end has characters and is more silly and lighthearted. I think we'd all agree that they both got their way, and it's a good mixture of both. The museum of the weird walk-through attraction was abandoned along with the restaurant idea many imagineers didn't like the idea of a walk-through attraction because of its low capacity for guests they needed an attraction to move as many guests through the ride as quickly as possible a people eater if you will the solution, of course, was the Omnimover, or the famous Doom Buggy as we now know it. The cars could be rotated in any direction, so Imagineers could control what guests saw and heard. The Haunted Mansion officially opened on August 12, 1969. The attraction was an immediate success and has been a fan favorite ever since. It took 18 years for the Haunted Mansion to finally open doors to its visitors, from the idea way back before Disneyland was even thought of to when it opened in 1969. The Haunted Mansion is located in Disneyland, Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Hong Kong Disneyland. Each of these attractions is different, but Hong Kong's version is called Mystic Manor and is drastically different. The ride narration was performed by Paul Fries as the ghost host. The theme song Grim Grinning Ghosts was composed by Buddy Barker with lyrics by X Atencio. The song can be heard in just about all areas of the ride with various tempos and instruments. Let's take a ride through this attraction starting with the queue and I'll fill you in on all the characters, history, backstories, and interesting facts as we go along. Let's start our tour in the queue. Once you pass through the gates and enter the grounds of the Haunted Mansion, you'll notice a hearse pulled by an invisible horse. There's a rumor floating around that this hearse was used to transport the body of Brigham Young, which is not true. From what I've read, a hearse didn't transport his body at all. The empty harness makes it look like a horse is pulling it, and if you listen really closely, occasionally you'll be able to hear the ghost horse. You'll pass a pet cemetery as you walk in front of the mansion. Here you'll find all kinds of interred pets. Make sure you take some time to read their headstones as you're walking by. Some of them are pretty clever. There's a cat headstone with a bunch of little bird headstones around it that's pretty cute. My personal favorite part of the pet cemetery is the grave for the skunk. The skunk's tombstone is located far apart from the rest of the pet tombstones, probably because they're disgusted by the skunk smell, and the skunk's tombstone is surrounded by society garlic flowers, making the tombstone always have a stench about it. If you didn't know, society garlic flowers smell like skunks. The headstone reads, in loving memory of our pet Stripey, you may be departed, but your scent will linger on. You'll also pass a family mausoleum filled with names that are puns like Theo Later. In the queue is a cute little haunted birdhouse, and I think I may have figured out who lives here. More on that later. Once you enter the haunted mansion, you'll be escorted directly into the stretching room. This room has no windows and no doors it's here that we meet the ghost host he's the first spook or spirit that we encounter when we enter the haunted mansion he's our tour guide or our narrator throughout the whole experience disney has never given us an explanation for his character but there are a couple of rumors number one is that he is master gracie Rumors abound that the ghost host is actually Master Gracie, who is the owner of the house. This rumor was kind of fueled by the 2003 Haunted Mansion film by Disney with Eddie Murphy. In the movie, Master Gracie is the man who hangs himself in the stretching room. The ghost host himself also gives a little clue that this might be true. While we're inside the stretching room, he says, Consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors, which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. Of course, there's always my way. At this point, the lights come on just enough so you can see a man hanging from the rafters. Many assume that this is Mr. Gracie, who... It's also assumed is the owner of the mansion. The name Gracie is attributed to Yale Gracie, one of the Imagineers behind the Haunted Mansion. Of course, there are some people who don't agree with this theory and they think that the ghost host is just maybe a butler or a caretaker of the mansion, but no one any more significant than that. There's also a portrait on the wall in the mansion that shows a gaunt man who many assume to be Master Gracie. He's holding an axe and he's wearing a noose around his neck as a tie. Originally, a little raven was going to be our host through the mansion as a nod to Edgar Allen Poe, but he was so small he kept getting overlooked, so they switched to the ghost host instead. But you can still see the raven in various places throughout the attraction. Could that little haunted birdhouse in the queue belong to him? I think so. I'm going with it. Let's get back to the stretching room. The stretching room goes different ways depending on which park you're in. So if you're in California or Paris, the floor descends down in the stretching room. If you're in Florida or Tokyo, the ceiling actually rises up. The stretching room in Disneyland is special because the floor goes down, but the ceiling stays in place. The ghost host begins our tour by saying... Our tour begins here in this gallery. Here you'll see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Then we get to enjoy the portraits on the walls, which seem pretty normal at first glance, but they take a darker turn as the room begins to stretch and we're able to see the full paintings. There's a portrait on the wall titled The Dynamite Gentleman which includes an image of a bearded gentleman holding a document. When the portrait stretches, it's revealed that he is only wearing his undergarments from the waist down and standing atop a lit keg of dynamite. There's another portrait called the Tightrope Walker, where we see a pretty young lady holding a parasol. When this portrait stretches, it's revealed that she is balancing on a fraying tightrope above the gaping jaws of an alligator. There's another portrait called the Black Widow. It shows an old woman holding a rose. When the portrait stretches, it's revealed that she is sitting atop a tall gravestone At the bottom of the gravestone is the stone bust of her husband, George, with a hatchet embedded in his head. Remember her. We're going to come back to her later. The last painting is called The Quicksand Men. It shows a man in a bowler hat, and when the portrait stretches, it's revealed that he is sitting on the shoulders of another man who sits on the shoulders of a third man who is waist-deep in quicksand. The ceiling in the stretching room is made of a fabric called scrim. You can see through it when it's lit up from the right angle. Now once the portraits stretch, the room goes dark and then we hear a scream. The ceiling disappears and we're able to see a man who has hung himself swinging from the rafters. Thankfully, a door slides open and we're able to get out this attraction takes place in a different building it doesn't take place inside the haunted mansion that you see when you're walking around disneyland the elevator takes you down a level and when you're walking through the hall of changing portraits you're actually walking into the show building behind the haunted mansion and this is where the ride takes place so once you leave the stretching room you'll find yourself in the hall of portraits Outside there's a storm going on, you'll be able to see flashes of lightning and the rain out on the windows. This really helps set the ominous tone for the attraction. There are five changing portraits. These paintings were created by Raleigh Crump. They are created with a special black light paint, so when the lighting shining on it changes, the painting changes. The lighting is also coordinated with the lightning happening outside. In this hall, you'll find a portrait called the Flying Dutchman, which is a clipper ship which turns into a ghost ship with tattered sails on a stormy sea. There's a portrait called Medusa, which shows a young woman morphing into a scary gorgon. There's a portrait called the Black Prince with a knight on horseback. When the portrait changes, it shows a horse and its rider have morphed into glowing skeletons. The Werecat Lady shows a beautiful woman reclining on a sofa, but she is transformed into a white tiger when the painting changes. The last one is called The Aging Man. It shows a handsome nobleman who flashes into a skeleton in a rotting suit when the light changes. Keep walking and you'll see two busts at the end of the hall these busts can't be missed you'll notice right away that they appear to turn and look at you no matter where you are in the room or where you go the busts at the end of the hall are also raleigh crump creations the busts aren't busts at all actually but concave impressions the light shines on them and tricks your eyes to make it look like the heads are turning to follow you no matter where you move within the room it's pretty spooky After the busts, you'll see one more changing portrait. This one is called April to December. It shows a young lady who morphs into a decrepit old woman. Next to the portrait, there's a statue of a cat with one red glowing eye. It's been said that this statue is inspired by Edgar Allan Poe's The Black Cat. Soon you'll be boarding your doom buggy. The Doom Buggy is an Omnimover, which means it's a vehicle on a continuously moving belt. The Omnimover system makes the ride quick loading and each vehicle has its own audio system. There are around 131 Doom Buggies running at any given time. The Haunted Mansion can move about 2,500 guests per hour. For comparison purposes, the Peter Pan attraction at Disneyland can only move about 800 people per hour. The first thing we'll pass now that we're in the Doom Buggy is a suit of armor. I've heard rumors that the cast members used to hide in here to scare guests, but I wasn't able to verify that, so I'm not sure if it's actually true. Next, we'll pass by an endless hallway that has a candelabra floating in the middle. Could we be seeing a ghost? The endless hallway is created using simple mirrors. There's a red chair in the hallway that has a design on the back of it that some say looks like Donald Duck but I'm sorry, I just don't see it. Next, we pass a small atrium that is filled with dead flowers and plants along with a coffin. There appears to have been a funeral here a long time ago. The lid to the coffin is moving and whoever is inside wants to get out. If you look closely, you'll notice the raven in this scene that I mentioned earlier. At this point, you're going to notice the famous purple wallpaper. I love this wallpaper. The design of the wallpaper was inspired by artwork created by Imagineer Raleigh Crump for his Museum of the Weird Attractions. It was inspired by a monstrous plant that would grow out of a pot and fly away. In this section of the hallway, there's a bunch of doors that seem to be trying to open. Some are bulging as if something huge is pressing on the other side of them. There's also portraits of ghosts on the walls and a cross-stitched sign that says Tomb Sweet Tomb. Each of these portraits actually belongs to a ghost who lives in the mansion that you can find in the graveyard scene. The grandfather clock you'll see has 13 hours and the hand spins backwards. The clock itself looks like some kind of demon with a gaping mouth. Watch for the creepy shadow hand to pass over it as you go by. Now we'll enter the seance room and meet Madame Leota. You may notice she's just a floating head. This isn't a hologram, it's an actual head in the ball with very simple features. Her image is then projected onto her face. The head didn't start floating until 2006. I remember when it was just stationary on a table. Now we don't know a lot about Madame Leota. Have you ever wondered why she's in the crystal ball? We do get some backstory about Madame Leota and why she lives in the crystal ball in the latest Haunted Mansion movie. Madame Leota was named for Disney Imagineer Leota Toombs, who allowed fellow Imagineers Raleigh Crump and Yell Gracie to record her likeness and use it to experiment with the projection technology that they were working on when developing the character of Madame Leota. They liked her demo reel so much that they decided to use it for the ride. Eleanor Audley, who does the voice work for Maleficent and Lady Tremaine, provided the voice for Madame Leota in the seance room. Now, we haven't seen any ghosts inside the Haunted Mansion yet, but in this room, Madame Leota summons them and they begin to materialize. Her spell book is open to page 1312 through 1313, which has a spell on it called A Spell to Bring to Your Eyes and Ears One Who is Bound in Limbo. Under the title, there is an incantation which reads "Cree, kra, Virgo, gaba, calto, Cree." This phrase is actually taken directly from the 1968 Disney film Blackbeard's Ghost, where the same spell is used to materialize the ghost of Blackbeard the fact that the book is open to page 1313 is a reference to disneyland's address being 1313 harbour boulevard if you didn't know the thirteenth letter of the alphabet is m so 1313 is mm which are the initials of mickey mouse the page in this book also has a chant written on it that we hear madame leota reciting serpents and spiders tail of a rat call in the spirits wherever they're at Rap on a table, it's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween, awaken the spirits with your tambourines. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond, let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. The opposite page to that of the spell shows a drawing of the personification of death who's depicted with this creepy leering head and really looks a lot like the hatbox ghost that we see later on in the attraction. Above the pictures are the words memento mori which are a Latin proverb meaning remember you will die. Madame Leota's spell must have worked because as we head into the ballroom there are ghosts materializing everywhere. There is so much going on in this part of the attraction. The magic used to create all the ghosts in the ballroom is called Pepper's Ghost Effect. It's a simple effect that has been used to create illusions since the 1860s. It requires some mirrors, lights, and models. The figures of the ghosts are set up above and behind the stage, and then mirrors and lights are used to create the effect. There are 13 candles on the birthday ghost cake, and in Western culture, the number 13 is considered unlucky and associated with misfortune. If you look closely at the ballroom scene, you'll be able to see some plates that make a hidden Mickey. The ghost dangling from the chandelier is one of the only characters named in the ride's blueprints. His name is Pickwick. Now this is a crazy story, but somewhere around the summer of 1974, someone actually fired a gun inside the Haunted Mansion at the ballroom scene. Now how they got a gun into Disneyland is beyond me, but it was 1974, so there you go. Disney discovered a small hole in the glass in front of the ballroom scene, and this left them with a huge problem. The pane of glass that is separating the Doom Buggies from the ballroom is so large that in order to replace it, the roof would need to be taken completely off the Haunted Mansion so they could lift this giant pane of glass out and put in a new one. Obviously, this is not the best option for Disney or for the guests who would miss out on riding the ride while it was down for maintenance. So Disney decided to cover the hole by making a spider web and placing a fake spider over the top of it. If you look really closely between the two dueling paintings, you may be able to see it. The organ being played in the room is the actual organ played by Captain Nemo in the movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Heading into the attic, we meet Constance Hatchaway, who was given her name and current look in 2006. We can't talk about the Haunted Mansion without talking about the bride. Ever since the Haunted Mansion opened in 1969, there's been a bride in the attic. Constance Hatchaway is probably the most famous. You may have heard of her referred to as the Axe Bride or the Black Widow Bride. Like I said, she made her debut at Disneyland in 2006. In the attic scene, she's reciting wedding vows while discreetly brandishing an axe. You'll notice the sound of a heartbeat in the room, too. The Doom Buggy moves you past five portraits of her murdered husbands. As you pass each portrait, the groom's head disappears. Her husbands are Ambrose Harper, Frank Banks, Marquis de Doom, Reginald Kane, and George Hightower. With each husband, Constance seems to get a little more wealthy, and you can see this in her wedding portraits. In each portrait, she's wearing another strand of pearls. The story goes that Constance's fifth husband was the owner of the mansion at some point, which made her the owner after his death. This is backed up by the fact that Constance is the woman holding a rose in the stretching room in that portrait we see a portrait of a much older constance holding a rose as she sits on top of the tombstone of her late husband george keep an eye out for two small porcelain figures of a couple on one of the shelves with the head of the man figure broken off After the Attic, we are faced with the famous Hatbox Ghost. Now, the Hatbox Ghost was original to the Haunted Mansion, meaning that he was there when the Haunted Mansion very first opened in 1969, but he was moved quite soon afterwards because he was just not working as intended. The special effects just weren't going as planned and he was breaking down quite often, so the decision was made to remove him. But lucky for us, he was reintroduced back in 2015. Many people assume that he is one of Constance Hatchaway's husbands because his head disappears from his shoulders and reappears in the hatbox. If this is true, it would most likely have been her fourth husband, Reginald Kane, who walks with a cane just like the hatbox ghost. Now there's a theory floating around that at this point in the storyline, as the guest is trying to get out of the attic and away from the murderous bride and the hatbox ghost, they fall out of the window and die. And the next thing I know, they're in a graveyard and surrounded by ghosts. Now, I kind of like this theory. The motion of the Doom buggy does make it seem like you're falling in slow motion after you leave the attic. So could it be true? I don't know. You decide and tell me in the comments. After that, we run into the groundskeeper and his dog. They look absolutely terrified to be witnessing grim grinning ghosts coming out to socialize. The groundskeeper is the only human that we see on the whole attraction. As we enter the graveyard, it's clear that there is a huge party going on. It's here that we get to hear the lyrics to the song we've been hearing the entire attraction. The song and the script for The Haunted Mansion were written by Ex Atencio. The song was designed to run on a loop, so there's really no beginning and no end. The song starts out really slowly in the stretching room, and then it speeds up as the ride goes on. It's going pretty fast by the time you hit the graveyard scene. The only time you don't hear it is when you're in the attic. There you'll hear the wedding march. There's an urban legend that says one of the singing busts is actually Walt Disney, but that's not true, although it does look like him. The one that looks like Walt Disney is actually Thurl Ravencroft, who is the voice of Tony the Tiger and sings the song You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch on the Grinch Special. Each singing bust actually has a name. From left to right, they are Ned Nubb, Uncle Theodore, Rolo Rumpkin, Phineas Pock, and Cousin Algernon. Ready or not, it's time to leave the ghostly celebration, but the party isn't over quite yet. As we leave the graveyard, we encounter the hitchhiking ghosts. It seems like they're looking for a ride. Here's a little backstory about each of them from the Disney Parks blog. Three hitchhiking ghosts, Ezra Bean, Professor Phineas Plump, and Gus, are always looking for a way out of the mansion. Ezra is the tallest of the hitchhiking trio and lived his life as a vagabond. Some would consider him to be the leader of the three in his corruptible mortal state phineas plump traveled the country hawking snake oil at the train depots he crossed over to the spirit realm while experimenting with a new miracle concoction and still keeps his trusty carpet bag by his side eager to make another sale poor gus served most of his time for a crime he did not commit upon encountering this pint-sized phantom it's easy to tell he is no criminal mastermind his playful innocence is apparent as he always looks at the bright side of the afterlife Now a hitchhiking ghost will try to follow you home, so watch in the mirror at the end of the attraction to see which one has chosen you. On the way out, you'll see Madame Leota again, only this time she's in miniature. She's affectionately referred to here as Little Leota. She invites you to come back to visit once you have your death certificate. Little Leota is voiced by Leota Toombs herself. If you pay close attention throughout the attraction and the queue, you'll see images of monsters in the woodwork, ironwork, wallpaper, and even the furniture, so keep a sharp eye out. The Haunted Mansion cost $7 million to build back in the 1960s, which would be about $60 million today. Anyone can ride this attraction, there's no height limit, although it may be scary for some guests. Thank you so much for being here and all your support, it means so much to me. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.